0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. What time is it? I am so tired. This is the material <laughs> podcast, episode number 250. I am your host, Florence Ion. I am joined here by Andy Anotko. Hi, Andy. I'm so tired.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. I'm even so glad to be able to talk to tired flow.
0: Yeah, I know. I was just like, oh, man, Andy's going to get really tired, kind of slogging flow, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> this is my reality, so let's just lean in live in the moment this is the moment and the moment is i don't get as much sleep as i used to which really sucks because i'm an earth sign and i was always sleeping a lot so
1: <laughs> but you but on the plus side you have an adorable bundle of loveliness and adorability
0: she is extremely adorable i can't help but kiss her all the time um but she's absolutely a pain in the derriere because (laughs) she's a demanding little baby and she has learned how to do fake crying like the crying that you do when you're when you're not actually crying tears but you're like this is really upsetting me and i need to like make a stink about it and it's and she also has developed a new Like this whiny voice that she does when she's getting really frustrated, like, eh, eh, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, like this is this is she you're just going to get bigger and bigger. And these are just going to get louder and louder. So but I love her. I'm definitely in love with her. So, yeah, um, that is well, that, my life. See,
1: that, that that's good. You're lucky to have gotten one of those babies that you can love.
0: That's Ima- also imagine been going
1: true. through all this hassle for just like a rental baby.
0: Just That's very like. true. Um yeah, she's just,, um, she's a lot. She's my world. I'm I completely understand <sighs> okay. I don't mean to get like earlier today I had sent Andy a message and I I referred to myself as mommy and I realized <laughs> that I accidentally let out the rhetoric that I've been using with my husband these last eight weeks. Or So, um, because we refer to each other as mommy and daddy now, and also in the third person, because, you know, we're (laughs) trying to like use language around her and you're supposed to like, you're supposed to be very explanatory with the baby because that's how you, whatever, cognitive, et cetera, (laughs) brain development, whatever. Um, by the way, I don't have any sources to cite for that. It's just something <laughs> I f- I feel like I picked up, and then I need to do anyway. So I referred to myself as mommy today to Andy, <laughs> so that everybody knows. And then I apologize because I realized
1: that's well. See that that's okay. That's okay because uh, <laughs> Clark Kent doesn't refer to himself as Superman. You know.
0: That's true,
1: or, or, or rather, he's something he he has to. Rather, I'm sorry, the, the other way around. It's like he does, in his mm-hmm. Clark Kent persona refer to Superman as another person because, right. in a way, like when like when you're in your civilian clothes, your flow. However, when you're covered in spittle and vomit and stuff, that is your superhero uniform, and that's yeah.
0: <sighs> you, when I'm you, covered you, in you, spittle, <laughs>
1: you can't you can't have you can't have the kid realizing that uh, flow ion. Uh, intrepid uh, tech, tech reporter and Super Mommy are in fact the same people.
0: Right. Um. Well, but Andy, I don't want to just talk to you about the child, because I feel like we're going to be talking about the child. I mean, now she's she's here, part of the family. I have her. So she's going to come up a lot in our conversations. I've actually been really looking forward to talking with you about the shows that I've been watching. Yay. Be- <laughs> because... <laughs> Because in the begin before before the world turned sour, which Andy and I agreed that we were not going to make the show about all the sorrow and such that is hanging over our heads. This
1: is is a we, we decided that this is a pandemic free zone.
0: Yeah, as as much as it possibly can be. Um, because obviously there may be mentions here and there, so we can't completely, you know, like now I'm mentioning it before the world was, you know, sour. Um, <laughs> I, We were watching a lot of TV, obviously, because when you're feeding and taking care of a newborn, like that's, you're just kind of a zombie with the TV on in the background. And um, I caught on that Pluto TV has a Midsummer Murders channel. So I started getting into Midsummer Murders, which is a, basically the British version of, I believe it's BBC version of Columbo. Uh, It aired (laughs) in the 90s into the early 2000s. And when you watch these episodes in succession, you start to see a lot of popular British actors that have uh, come up in the last few decades. Um, For instance, the actress who plays Catelyn Stark from Game of Thrones She was – one of her very early acting roles is in *Midsummer Murders, so it's very interesting to see these people just like super young. Or sometimes you'll see people in their child form because they're a, you know, child character on the show. Um, So it's a nice little slice. We also started watching uh, Murder, She Wrote, which I had never actually watched before even though it was – rerun like constantly and andy i have to tell you that i thought a lot about you while i was watching it i mean obviously because she lives in a quaint seaside uh east coast seaside town Mm -hmm. um which you know reminded me a lot of your dwellings can can,
1: can i can i say that uh I have ac- I have absolutely used that analogy to friends mm. who have yet to come and visit, saying, okay. if you if you want, v- watch like the opening titles to Murder, She Wrote from the first season where she's in her little bike, da, 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 <laughs> waving at like boats and stuff like that. That is 90% of what my neighborhood and what a lot of my life it's is now.
0: Pure. It's so <laughs> pure, even when, and I, I never realized it before, I never really watched it, but she is just so good at playing this like pure person who can just deal with harrowing deaths and murders just happening in front of her and she's just like you're the murderer and it's just (laughs) the dichotomy is genius and i can see why people were so attracted to angela lansbury's character um i it didn't Oh, absolutely! I mean, of course, I know her. My generation knows her as Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast, but she's more than just Mrs. Potts. <laughs> well, I see. I,
1: I I have to say that I for that that's that's an interesting comparison of generations because my first I first knew her as uh as uh, Mooney, the pie shop owner in uh in Sweeney Todd.
0: Oh, she was in the, or the original the sli- Sweeney Todd.
1: Yes, the the slightly more than slightly baddie. Pie shop owner who suggests to Sweeney Todd that, well, look, you killed this guy, he's dead. That's a lot of great meat. And there's a, we're, we're this close oh, to God. cutting up cats oh, for goodness. meat pies.
0: No, no, no. You know, I, this is and we, need, the to, the we pandemic need to get rid of speak. the body anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, those, I didn't mean to intentionally like go down a slew of murder shows, but, <laughs> but, you know, it just, I don't know what it is about those particular murder shows, but it's very interesting to just kind of compare the way – because, you know, I was watching Columbo, and I was watching the terrible garbage silk stockings, but that was still a murder (laughs) show. Um, And it was very interesting to just see, like, the tropes used in every single series, like the differences, how each series puts its own spin on things. Um, And so I guess now I have to write an essay about it. (laughs) I didn't intentionally mean to, but I mean, that's what we do for a living, right? We, yep. we do a bunch of stuff and then analyze we, it and write about it. So
1: Experience, analyze, monetize, a three-step process right. to freelance success.
0: I mean, and all I am really doing these days is watching a lot of TV because it really is all that you can do with a newborn. I mean, yes. she doesn't move-ish. <laughs> I mean, she just sits there and wiggles like <laughs> – Quite interesting. (laughs) <laughs> Again, I don't want to make this all about my baby. Um, no, no.
1: Well, what if okay, you... <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I I did not put this in the show notes, but I have had to add the two shows that I'm kind of like. Yes, yeah, so I want to. I,
0: I want to throw it off to you. Please. There's What no, have you a... been watching while I've been gone? I am.
1: I am really. <laughs> inter- I am so interested in what other people are watching as well. I'm not. Uh, yes, I did watch that show that that documentary series on Netflix that now too many people are talking about, and now I kind of feel as though I don't need to add to that uh, vocal cu- clutter. But no. so I, I discovered. Uh, first of all, I was really looking forward to what uh, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn's new like fashion competition reality show, uh, oh, really making, making the cut. It got it uh, launched on Amazon Video uh, just like a week or two ago, and because Tim, I I've, I think that uh, part of the soul of kindness on television that uh, that used to inhabit Mister Rogers, at least part of that floated free and landed Mm. in tim gunn Mm. because particularly on the uh, on the original project runway you just see all he wants to do is help these poor people who are in feel as though they're in over their heads they're stressed out want them to make make sure that they know that hey they can find a way through this this is the end of the world so i find i always find that very soothing the new series i like as well but um I'm trying. I'm still. It's only two. It only started last week. There are only two episodes that have been out. They're doing. They're doing like two episodes a week or whatever. Uh, the only thing that uh, it's the difference I think between the two is that on Project Runway, I'm used to they have like twelve designers mm-hmm. and they try to get every person that they cast for the show. They, I'm certain that the producers believe that is capable of winning the entire show it's not like it's not like the old american idol where okay this is someone that we're going to just make fun of which is why i didn't like american idol but you always have that well,
0: that's simon uh, Cowell for you but yes right
1: so if you had 12 designers you'd have uh two maybe even three per season that you you your head is just so far out there there is no way you you are you are more of a creative artist Who has chosen clothes as a means of expression as opposed to somebody that if you approach to say, hi, uh, I'm a postal worker uh, and your challenge is to make me a pair of pants and a jacket that I can wear while delivering mail, they will basically make you a a two-dimensional eagle costume costume. That's with flashing lights on it. And, and then you get like the pros, a few of them that are established pros who might even have their own businesses. You have some people who just got out of design school. These The people they have on Making the Cut, it's interesting because they're, they have all established themselves in some way, shape, or form. Some of them even have like successful lines and, and stores in L.A., uh, so it's not as though, hey, I do a mail-order business where mm-hmm. I design prom gowns. Uh, it's like, no, I have a retail shop. I've had this shop for like six or seven years. Here are pictures of like Beyonce, like getting into a cab, like wear- wearing like wearing my scarf or whatever. And mm. so as a result, it's interesting because now you really don't see when they do, like here's here's the runway in which they show, here's what you here's what you made. It's You don't see those type of complete failures. They're all like really, really interesting. On the other hand, sometimes that was interesting they they also uh, as far as things go for now it doesn't seem as though we're going to have the you have 30 minutes in this pet store this is the unconventional materials challenge and you're going to make it out of like uh, uh this, the this the the urine absorbent pads you buy for for, for your for your dogs leashes mm-hmm. uh, crunching up uh, dog food that's not what it's about it really does seem to be more Professional, which is good in a certain way, not as good in a certain way. I think the problem is that a lot of these people are—they uh, vary in ages, but they're all very, very adult and secure in their uh, in the way they go about business. So mm-hmm. it's not as it's not as though I was you, I was watching the show hoping to see meltdowns. But in terms of seeing someone who's a little bit too enthusiastic, but they've and they they seem to have lost the plot, and Tim needs to sort of get them to question some of their choices to people who are. Uh, they're kind of like treading water, but they they're determined to persevere. You're missing some of those stories, so I'm I'm still enjoying it. Thank goodness for that. Uh, and again, I'm so glad to have Tim Gunn back because I need. I was going to say, I need Tim in my life. Now the other one, the other show is much is completely different. I didn't know about this. It's a uh, a Japanese show called Documental, where. Imagine I've been uh, <laughs> I binged watching the entire third season and I've been saving like the first and second seasons for uh, for other binge times. Now, imagine Big what? Brother.
0: OK, no. Yeah, I'm reading the synopsis. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm so- <laughs> re- I'm preliminarily reacting. I apologize. No,
1: because it is something kind of special. So um, imagine Big Brother only instead of like a Big Brother house. It's sort of like a Big Brother studio apartment. That's a set, like, on a soundstage. And instead of it going for 12 weeks, it goes for only six hours. And it's all, like, comedians, Japanese comedians. I'm guessing mostly, like, actor comedians as opposed to, like, Mm stand-ups. And, uh, yes, and they are being covered by cameras the entire time. But you don't get voted out. You get – there is a very, very famous Japanese TV comedian who's much older who's watching all this on on cameras – and you get people get thrown out of the studio apartment if they laugh or smile or somehow drop like a serious countenance and they 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 you'll they'll they'll you'll they'll kick them out immediately if they go <laughs> but if but if they and that's like immediate like red card you're out however if they just see that you just sort of chuckled or even if you just sort of smiled they might give you a yellow card meaning that you You've are you're, you you got three steps and you're out. Three strikes, you're out. You mm-hmm. just used your strike one. Yeah,
0: we, we saw you almost smile, but right. we, we no, saw it was, you keep no, it. It was,
1: it was like how he describes, like, I noticed that you seem to have been reflecting upon some sort of private joke that only you knew. And that was enough of a – and so as a result, you have these comedians who are very, very – Who are comedians, and they know that they'll get $100,000, essentially, if they are the last one standing. And so they're going to try to make all of these other comedians laugh – but it's not like, okay, and now here comes the stand up challenge. And now, you know, Jack, you're going to be standing up at the microphone while everyone else watches. It's no, they'll each, they each bring like maybe a bag full of stuff to surprise each other with. Or it might be just a quip or a reaction to something someone else has said. Uh, and it's so, and you can tell that uh, all of these comedians decided to bring like a neutron bomb sort of thing. That I'm gonna save this for when there are only three or four people left, and I really need to clear the room. Like they'll they'll bring up characters, they'll like get in costumes, and it's like the most fascinating. It's like a really fascinating thing because these are these are professionals. Again, it's not. Hey, we got some. Are you? There wasn't any sort of a TV call where hey, are you the office cut up? We've got an opportunity for you. <laughs> it was like they cast people who are known apparently in Japan, known people. And it really it's this you immediately notice the subtle way that comedians interact with each other where they um, they don't want to be 100 percent on because they'll be mm-hmm. they'll be perceived as completely lame in front of everybody else. Like anytime you see like comedians in cars getting coffee or any other like a panel of comedians is like the person who's like trying to be who's doing a stand up bit. That's the person you can see the expression on the on all the other comics faces like, oh, my God, dude. Have have some pride. Now, the only the only bad thing. So it's really interesting and really, really fun. Oh, the the other detail is that I think this is not a stunt, but um, the people who are on the show receive invitations and they are informed that, yes, the prize is uh, one million yen or like a hundred thousand dollars. But you have to you have to bring in you have to contribute like 10 grand, put up 10 grand of your own money. So it's costing you money to participate in this. So in, in a way, you're trying to at least defend your own money. Now, the, o- the only bad thing is that uh, this is only – se- I've only seen season three.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, By the end, it gets a little intense where – and the, uh, I should say these are all male comedians. So imagine how like male com- – imagine how like – Imagine how down and dirty and demonstrative a comedian can get if they know that like a hundred especially if they know that a hundred thousand dollars is on the line. So by the end, it was like, you're doing some stuff that I don't really approve of, that I'm not really sure that I If I had bought this as a DVD set, I would have regretted spending twelve dollars for this. I got this for free as part of my subscription, so that's okay. And also, the the first six or seven episodes were not you doing that gross thing that totally worked. It totally made this person laugh because it was so out there, but it was a little jackassy, you know, in the the TV form of it. It It's like that was yeah. But anyway, I didn't like
0: Jackass when it was on. I was never I was never into that was not okay I mean, we're not going to talk about the merits or <laughs> of, of jackass comedy or not
1: the, I don't I I didn't the only thing I like I I liked about it is that sometimes it was the most, most truthful like reality television. actually mm. the only truthful reality television because, again, I don't want to see, OK, we're all going to get naked and soap each other and then we're going to like, OK, whatever. Thank you. Congratulations on being a 38-year-old man with a mentality of like a 19-year-old, you know, frat boy who has no sense of self-worth. But I still remember when it was this – what must seem like an incredibly funny idea – like on the whiteboard as they're planning the stunts they're going to do, where Johnny Knoxville and the, with the guys in the office. I said, "Oh, well, you know, there are there are these companies that make these like non-lethal projectiles, like for crowd control. Like, what if like we if we call these companies, maybe they would let we would they would let us like go to their like shooting range and they can shoot us with the stuff. Oh, haha, that'd be great. Oh, that'd be so fun. I could see how uh, how you're gonna be like, like peeing your pants. But when they get to, of course, that's just in my mind. All I see is that these three guys." who have never who are standing 15 to 20 feet, um, can't be close to that. Maybe like 10 yards away from what they know is a working off the shelf shotgun that is going to fire something into them. And it's a, and it's a, Uh, And the people who, and they're not the engineers who built this. So they, the the people who are they who built who designed this stuff, they know that they're going to get bruises, but nothing. We we these are not fatal. These are designed to like make you think twice about moving towards the office or whatever. But the the and they edited so that the expression on their faces, it was just so truthful that this could this was such a bad idea but I can't get out of this. It's not funny at all. It's like it was one of the most dramatic and potent things I've ever seen on television. And of course, the rest of the episode will ruin it by doing something jackassy. But that was something that if I saw it online, I would probably right click it to the desktop because there's a certain even a lot of documentaries don't get to that level of truth.
0: One screenshot I see from this is a man about to flick a rubber long rubber band in the back of somebody's head.
1: Yeah. I I would like to I, I'm not and I'm not recommending Jackass at all. I'm just saying that
0: no, I, I'm there is something about Japanese reality TV, and I learned this after watching Terrace House. There's just a it, there's a maybe it's not just Japanese reality TV. Maybe it's just all reality TV outside of the few networks that I watch. It's just there's something a little more uh, moment in time about it versus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sometimes the reality TV that I watch is very much scripted, <laughs> and if not like explicitly scripted, somebody has thought of a storyline in their head, which is why everything is a train wreck. But um, I feel like I don't know. I'm curious. I, I I'm curious. i maybe I'll try an episode
1: again. I'm not. I'm yeah. Document again. One of the earlier ones would be early episodes would be better than the later ones. But the and I've it's. It's it's, that's that's another uh, very, very specific change in what culture did between my generation and yours, because I grew up with the real world. I'm talking about like the first three seasons in which, wow, those are people my age who are facing my kinds of questions and my kinds of uncertainty and problems. And what would I do if I had a plan, if I had goals for my life? And someone said, great, we will put you in a city where you can do whatever you want and to pursue your goals, no matter what they are. You will live there rent-free for uh, for three or four months, and we won't tell you what to do or anything. It will just be go out, live your life, try to make the most of this incredibly unusual opportunity that you've been afforded. And for the first couple of seasons, it was exactly like that. It was, I'm like, for me, it's the season, the San Francisco season, the first San Francisco season with Jud Weiner and Pam uh, Ling, I think, where she's she's in San Francisco because she's in med school. He's he wants to be a cartoonist, and now again, and they're, they they felt an attraction, but they knew that on the set of a reality show, even back then, was not the time to see if that was going to developing anything but they got married and now she's a medical professor at the uh, san francisco uh, state of san francisco university as well as a leading researcher in san francisco
0: i think she's at ucsf
1: ucsf sorry uh and uh, and the and he is a uh, the cartoonist and writer and artist of a hugely successful series of books that's what i'm talking about i don't want to see people hey well that means for four months i can get high get drunk woo. and i'm gonna be a star based on this it was no, that no. started
0: with Boston. Boston, I yeah. thought. See, I'm a connoisseur. Man, we could talk about reality TV all day. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, someday maybe I should write a book about it. I don't know. I keep thinking I'm. I was saying I'm going to write a book about some all this TV I'm watching. I'm just not quite sure what it is going to be yet. <laughs> but. Uh, Oh, I could talk this, I could talk about this stuff with you for a long time, Andy, but (laughs) I missed,
1: I missed the hell out of you,
0: Flo. (laughs) Yeah, I, I missed you too. That's why before we started recording, um, we were just shooting it and then after about half an hour, I was like, uh, we should probably, we should probably start the podcast. Um, I guess let's take a quick little break. I think so. Um, and then we'll come back and talk some more.
1: This episode of Material is brought to you by Linode. Whether you're working on a personal project or managing your enterprise's infrastructure, Linode has the pricing, support, and scale you need to take your project to the next level. They have 11 data centers worldwide, including their newest data center in Sydney, Australia. And with their enterprise-grade hardware, S3-compatible storage option, and their next-generation network, Linode delivers the performance you expect at a surprisingly good price. Get started on Linode today with a $20 credit for listeners of this show, and you'll get access to a revamped cloud manager built on an open-source single-page app, dedicated CPU plans with physical cores reserved just for you, block storage and object storage that can scale to your storage requirements, one-click installs of the most popular apps including WordPress, LampStack, and game servers for Minecraft, and more. Go to Linode.com material and use the promo code material2020 when creating a new Linode account and you'll get $20 credit towards your next project. Oh, and Linode are hiring right now. So if that's something that interests you, go to Linode.com careers to find out more. Once again, that's Linode.com slash material and the promo code material2020 for that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linone for their support of material and all of Relay FM.
0: So, I'm not actually in the market for a new pair of earbuds, but I know that we're nearing that time where the Pixel Buds, the second generation Pixel Buds, were supposed to come out. I remember, Andy, when you and I went to the Pixel event back in October. Yep. Um, Google had announced that it would be doing a springtime release for these buds. And, well, it appears that uh, the buds are imminent. So (laughs) they were expected... Later this month in April or early next month in May, um, for a hundred eighty dollars, which is about on par with a lot of other buds in this price range. I think the AirPods are one hundred ninety nine. Uh, you know, the Jabra Elites those are one hundred ninety dollars. The, so
1: the the, the, Air, the the AirPod, it depends. There there seem to be now three tiers. There, it is truly under 100 bucks, which is just give me truly oh, wireless earbuds that make some sort of a noise. There is 100 or $200 where it's being made by a really, really good name such as Apple or Google. Then there is the $400 oh, yes. more you get. But let me tell let, – let's go through the slide deck about the audio – Quality yes. of yes. this and the noise cancellation and the yeah.
0: I thought you were talking about Apple for a second there because I thought you were bringing something up that I didn't know about them. Which is yeah, like they no, have different tiers of the they, they
1: they still have the the AirPods. Nothing for like mid, to like hundred it is still one hundred and fifty. I think they down mm-hmm. they got the price down a little bit, but the AirPods Pro are still like two hundred and fifty to one hundred sixty. Which for me, I cannot I cannot spend two hundred fifty dollars on wireless earbuds. Jeez. It's I I just feel <sighs> as though. For once, once you get up to that level, I need wired headphones that are stupendous, stupendously better than whatever I have right now. Mm-hmm, and even then, mm-hmm. I'd be waiting for four months to decide: Do I really want to buy? It? I I know that I really like them, and I tried them on; they do sound great. But am I really going to spend three hundred dollars on a pair of freaking headphones? Uh.
0: And then one of them falls into the subway tracks, never to be seen again. Exactly. I and still, there it goes.
1: I, I own a I own a pair of like original <laughs> okay. AirPods. I now own the case to them because at some point during a commute, I know that I must have taken them out and put them in a pocket, So, uh, put in a pocket of my shirt or pants somewhere. I know they're somewhere in this house, but the size of two of a Q-tip broken in half, that's a, if you don't find it in a week, uh, I hope that Jesus my ha- is enjoying them and they, he took them back.
0: See, that's another reason why – if I were more (laughs) responsible, maybe
1: I could spend $250 on earbuds.
0: I don't know if you're going to have this problem with the Pixel Buds too because, I mean, we saw them in person. They were on display at the Pixel event when we went um, last October in New York City. When Andy and I got to gloriously meet for the first time after two years of doing this podcast together. Um, So, a Chicago retailer called ABT, they appeared to have jumped the gun and put up a pre order page with full product details for the Pixel Buds, too. So, lots of the Android blogs, of course, got very excited over this because
1: Google Google to date has only said that, oh, sometime in the spring. So, this was, they have not. Exactly. They have not announced a date. They have not. I think they. I think they did announce 179 dollars, but everything else other than that is pretty much. You're not supposed to tell people about that.
0: Mm-hmm. I told you about mm-hmm. that
1: disgusting wart on my foot in confidence, sir. <laughs>
0: Uh, so there were a couple highlights on the pre-order page, just kind of like quickly go through them. So one of them was that, uh, it would appear that there is actually no active noise canceling in the pixel buds 2, as there are in, as there is in the AirPods pro and some of the other earbuds on the market in that price range. Um, however, there are mics that are focused on your voice to make sure that the background noise stays in the background. So, not exactly noise canceling, more like uh, noise deferring, I want to say.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought that that was – I was hoping that they were going to announce noise cancellation because that's kind of what you have to do now to be competitive above the $100, $150 price range. And so when I saw that this is the – that was the actual text. Mike's constant focused on your voice. Make sure background noise stays in the background. So they're trying to say, please – please think that we're saying this has noise cancellation when all we did was decide not to point the microphones in a direction where they would pick up too much background stuff
0: or before. or I would like to offer uh, you know another perspective. So actually having noise canceling on these particular buds is maybe not the best idea because granted, I understand that you want to cancel out the world when you're (laughs) sitting on the subway, but I would argue that it can actually be very unsafe for you to be walking, you know, I'm just sorry, I'm stopping myself mid-sentence. I'm just realizing I'm talking about. Walking and being out in the world. Sorry, we said we are not going to talk about it. I know it's just really hard because cloud hanging over. Anyway, um, I do not know that it is very safe to have all of that noise canceling. So I wonder if this is something that Google is going to try and pivot as like, see, we're actually the safest earbuds that you can wear out <laughs> into the world because you will be able to hear if there is a pigeon coming for your face that's what i'm that's what i'm relating to right now that's just my idea and i'm also i'm assuming that not having noise cancellation also has to do with something to do with the assistant or maybe that'll be what the explanation is like maybe. well in order for the assistant to be your assistant in this world it needs to hear what's happening in this world which is why you shouldn't be blocking it out from maybe, the maybe,
1: maybe not. I have uh, like you, like I've we. I, I get like all kinds of earbuds and stuff in the office, um, and the ones that they. I get ones that work with uh, Apple's uh, digital assistant. I get one right. that, that work with Google Assistant, and also it's nice you, you can turn them off. You, you can turn noise cancellation off. It was. I, I'm sure it was a price cutting thing because mm. it's 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 they. I guess they really wanted. I, you can you can choose to have features. And uh, value, or you can th- roll the dice on saying we we're promising superior audio quality, and we're, su- we're we're promising superior noise cancellation. Again, for those people who are about to spend two hundred fifty dollars on uh, two sugar cubes that are probably going to get lost there or, or washed.
0: Well, speaking of washed, um, I'm not sure that the Pixel Bugs can wholly handle a wash in the washing machine. So uh, the page uh, that was published by the Chicago retailer had said the pixel buds are safe for sweaty workouts and rainy days, but the ad copy doesn't actually mention a specific standard certified level of water and dust resistance, only that the pixel buds are sweat and water resistant. They aren't afraid of a little water. So rainy days and sweaty workouts are no problem, but there's nothing that specifically says Oh, if these accidentally make it into the washer and go in for the whole forty-five minute cycle, that they'll be okay. Uh, I, you know, I guess we'll have yeah. to
1: what, what, wait and what see. I'm, what I'm more worried about, you know, I, I would be more worried about like if I'm on my bike and stupidly decide, hey, it's ninety-seven degrees outside, but I haven't been out of the office in two or three days. Now would be a perfect day to go for a long bike ride. I would be more, I would be more worried about just all that sweat getting in there. And then suddenly I've just thrown away $180 because it doesn't work and it can't be fixed. And eh.
0: I would think that these things would be, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, Um, something to do with. uh, I would think that they would be, they were made to be conscious of the body (laughs) and what the body produces. (laughs) Because, you know, they do go in your ear. True. <laughs> so and you know there's early. Not up your nose. Um yeah. Can't yeah. hear can't hear music up your nose.
1: It's just disappointing that they if they say, hey, this is IP sixty eight, water and dust resistant, that means that when they were engineering them, they knew that at some point we're going to have to submit this to a test procedure and it's gonna to have to pass that text test procedure. And uh, in, instead, in this in the in this product development, they were told we're not going to be support. We're not going to be sending this to anybody to verify anything we said. So we we're just going to say it's okay for workout and it's okay for a little a little water. But that doesn't mean that if someone <laughs> destroys their headphones through normal use, we're going to give them a free pair or anything. So just so long as it's so long as there's plausible deniability, use the. Use use the good adhesive. Use the good adhesive that breaks down in thirty days instead of two weeks, and we will call that uh, water and dust resistant.
0: I'm chuckling because I've totally done the same thing in my writing. <laughs> Listen, I have no problem admitting it. Sometimes it's just you know I don't want to I don't want to cite that as a fact. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it in a way that doesn't make it a fact, but yes. more of. This is what I think, so that way it's my opinion, and you. They've can't get claimed
1: mad for that. It. <laughs> I, I should. I should really. After all this time, I should have that as a keyboard macro, just as a, a in the form of the the maker claims that insert one, however mm-hmm. comma insert two.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, a, another little tidbit is that uh, we were talking about the assistant, so the Google Translate real time in ear translation. It is. It is coming for us who need help navigating the world in different languages. So the Pixel Buds will understand the world around you. They'll get real-time translations right in your ear, whether you're ordering a dinner in Tokyo or visiting your multilingual family. Um, Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I would like to teach Mona Spanish and Romanian, being that they are both Latin languages and they share a lot of conjugation and uh, verbs. But, you know, the English is... Also,
1: you know, (laughs) she's that'll come in handy as well. But there's that's that's uh, that's how you convince people to buy earbuds, even if they're not necessarily interested in them. That is uh, back when they had the wired earbuds that didn't really work all that well. That was one of the easiest things for them to demo. They demoed at Google I.O. where you -hmm. just have the phone on the table in front of you. You have the earbuds in and it is just as as someone is speaking Mandarin in front of you, it is being translated into English into your ears uh, and if both people have that, then they can both, like, listen and go. Um, but not, not only that, but as somebody who I don't know what I was doing that uh, – maybe this is just my – the price of living this long. But my, my hearing is not as good as it used to be, particularly in, like, crowds and, like, noisy restaurants. And I would love it if it was just – even if it just did uh, English-to-English translation – like, because some, you know, like
0: subtitles some, for life.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes, well, sometimes someone has like a, a voice or sort of a cadence that you just can't lock into. And if uh, I know how, I know how to listen to the Google Assistant's voice because it's a very, and I can, and I can, if I don't like it, I can shoot, I can change it to something else that I like. And like, I'm okay, I'm thinking True. about Nor. I'm thinking particularly of Norm MacDonald here where I think, I think he's a good comedian. I don't find him not funny. But and it, but every time someone oh wow you should see this like new like interview he did or this whatever and I'm I'll be interested enough to listen to but it's like <laughs> star <laughs> 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 correct. correct correct onion correct
0: correct that I'm is like, more I McDonald's. I
1: don't know what I can't I can't hear him so if I would love it if like here is mumble translation or here is like Gaelic <laughs> accent translation. Uh, <laughs> so that I hope I hope that that's a real thing. I hope it's better. I was wondering if that was something that would work with just normal headphones and normal like Bluetooth headphones because it doesn't. None of this ad copy is boasting about here is the immense processing power we've packed into these tiny little earbuds, which is something that Apple will do at the drop of a hat. So it they seem it the all the ad copy makes it sound like this is just a well designed fairly normal pair of earbuds with the Google branding and the Google Mm -hmm. design language on them. So that if you happen to have spent hundred dollars on something already, you can still get a lot of these features on your existing phone. I hope.
0: I bet that, um, they're just going to slash the price for this and that they're going to be included in future pixel sales. Like, Hey, get this phone and then get, you know, these matching earbuds. And I imagine, them trying to push this along with the Pixel Four A, supposed to yeah, apparently still make it this year, and I feel like that would be a really nice little package to put together, kind of the same way the AirPods go with either of the iPhones. I mean, I don't know. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting. I um. So, ABT was accepting pre-orders, but then they canceled them, and uh, a cancellation email had quoted – the cancellation email that they sent out quoted Google as saying that the buds are expected at the store's warehouse in late April, or early May, so we're still going to be kind of waiting, um, but I am reading at 9 to 5 Google to fully expect them in July. Mm. So, what – yes released early to mid-July, Yes.
1: Oh, I think no. I think that.
0: Uh, oh, um, there's another update that came out
1: that confused me too. There are apparently a couple of. I think the 95 Google article says that certain colors are not going to be available until July.
0: Ah, uh, bo- but the I'm boring sorry. black
1: or white will be. They don't know, but uh, but they don't know, but I'm guessing it looks like late. A- it won't be too far away from late April or early May. Although I I do like your idea that if they're planning to release a Pixel 4A. That they want to do that as part of the same announcement and also give people an incentive to say, here, buy this as a bundle uh, for a certain discount to don't just – for God's sakes, don't just think about buying these things. Please, buy these things. We're competing with we the Samsung you We already know you Apple. have a
0: Nest Mini at home. Yeah. So here, take <laughs> one of these.
1: Maybe maybe they should like just say, here is for, – for $18, we'll sell you like a molded plastic like – uh, instead of uh, a headband so that you can basically put like two nest minis, like click into them and wear them like, you know, princess Leia uh, episode. Four I, yeah, I was buns. just
0: imagining that the two coral ones on either side, <laughs> you know what? Now you're making me think, I mean, I actually have extra minis that I'm not doing anything with. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> and I got free time now I'm just in the house. So <laughs> maybe that's a weekend project. Um, Andy, are you going to buy these? Because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was,
1: you know, at the when they announced them in the fall, I was between. And you were I, waffling. I, well, yeah, I was waffling. Also, I had recently. That was about a month after I'd lost my my AirPods, and have had accepted that I'm I'm not going to be able to find them ever again. And so I thought, oh well, that'd be kind of cool because I kind of I did enjoy having having the the AirPods. I wish they worked better with my Android phone. This might be a better way of able. This will designed by google so it should work fine mm-hmm. um then what happened was the uh i caught wind of uh sony's uh, wf dash only yeah. sony names products this way should we call them EarPods? no should we call them pixel buds no we should call them the wf 1000 xm3 but they are like a airpods pro style like true wireless earbuds that promises, hey, look how great! Look how great the the sound is. Has noise cancellation. Has like all kinds of really cool feature. You can activate the assistant just by tapping it. Change the volume. Do all the change tracks. All this sort of stuff. And normally they're, yes. they're, they've been they were they were released I think last summer and they got really great reviews by people who are generally very very antsy and kind of a pill to begin with. So if they so if the audio people were saying, oh, actually they're very very good despite being Bluetooth wireless headphones. And so, but they were like two hundred. Uh, I think the the original price was, uh, two hundred and thirty dollars. Yeah, they're one
0: hundred eighty eight dollars right, right now on That's, Amazon.
1: Yep. Uh, but they must – I guess Sony is getting ready to release new stock because somebody had like 3,000 refurb pairs for $99. Oh, that,
0: that, was, that is, is what, what I like to, to see. Sp-
1: <laughs> that is what I want to spend on wireless <laughs> headphones. The fact that they sound good and have noise cancellation are a bonus, but that's what I want to spend on this. Uh, so now – and I, I, I again, we all knew that the Pixel Buds, were, Pixel Buds 2 were coming – I was aware of this but I didn't say you know what I feel as though Google is going to give us a lot of razzle dazzle with these upcoming earbuds I don't I know that's a great deal but I'm going to be kicking myself later on if yes. I <laughs> No no I bought them they are wonderful I love them particularly for 99 bucks I will look forward to, if if uh, if uh, Google sends me a pair to check out I will look forward to that with great anticipation I will end I will with an open mind but No, I don't. Again, your your mileage may vary. I am not one of these people who should probably be spending more than $99 on wireless earbuds.
0: Mm. Well, I have the Galaxy Buds, so I'm stuck on those, Um, which is fine. They're great. They're perfect um, for what I need them for. Uh, As we move on from earbuds, I think this would be a good time to mention that Google Stadia has officially launched For real, for those of us, I mean, who are at home and maybe need something to help pass the time, this is, I mean, this is the time that Google should be doing this. This is, everybody is at home. You need test subjects. You need people to tell you what's good and what's bad about your product. Why not just make it free so everybody can come in and use it? Um, so it was a first released in the fall as kind of part of a beta program of sorts. Um, you get access to it through the hardware bundle. So you had to have an invite code. So even if you downloaded the app, it would say, what's your code? And you couldn't get any farther than that. Um, Now you can just download it and get it on any compatible uh, Stadia device. And then as long as you have a compatible controller, you can play the games that are offered there. However, however, uh, you do need to pay for the games. That you want to play if you are not oh, sign up for the trial or paying for the subscription. So you can sign in with your Gmail account, uh, get the app on your Android or iOS device, and then they'll give you two months free of Stadia Pro just for signing up. So if this is something that maybe you want to try it out, you don't want to get charged, just make a reminder for yourself in your calendar to you know unsubscribe or immediately unsubscribe and then just wait out the rest of the trial period. But um, who knows? Maybe you might want to stick around. So uh, Pro is normally $10 a month, which includes 4K streaming instead of the usual 1080p streaming. It also includes discounts on game purchases and access to selected free titles. Otherwise, you are defaulted to the Studio Base Edition, which has no monthly subscription fees. But... It can be anywhere between, you know, $10 to $120 was the biggest bundle that I saw on Stadia. So you can pay for the games effectively. It's just that they are being, uh, they live in the cloud. So that's how you own it. You basically own a, quote, cloud copy of this game. You don't own a physical copy of it. And it is completely tied to your Google account and whether you want to play it through Stadia. Um, probably a good idea if Stadia is something that you have on your mind just to even try like down the line, just get in there now, just download it. I did it really quickly before we started the podcast. I, you know, wanted to log on and see what it was about because I couldn't log in before. And, um, it's pretty simplistic. Again, the cheapest game is $10, the most expensive game is the $120 Assassin, Assassin's Creed Odyssey Stadia Ultimate Edition, which I'm assuming <laughs> includes all of the storylines. So that'll keep you busy if that's something that you want to do. You can see the compatible devices list.
1: Yeah. It's probably uh, probably accidentally a good time to launch it. Um, I, uh, I, I'm i still that person who I can't uh, – I, I like games. I like watching other people play games. I'm not sure if I want to spend $300 on a console – to play them myself but if i could for, if i could play them on my phone for without having to buy anything else maybe <laughs> if all i need, would need to do to play them on my 4k tv would be to buy like a $100 controller again that's a maybe uh, i guess i guess when you lower the the minimum buy in for getting these like tier 1 uh, game titles you hopefully you make the tent bigger and invite a lot more like weaselly people like myself in because i actually i will say not only is it the 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 expense and also having another gadget plugged into my tv and having to find a shelf for it but it's also and i'm gonna it's gonna be i'm gonna buy spend sixty dollars for the racing game or $60 for, like, this really cool game that everybody's playing, and I see the videos, they look really, really good, and I'm going to get in there, and just, like, when I'm figuring out what button is A and which one is B, a whole bunch of people are going to kill me and then insult me that I got killed so easily. And when I say that, well, actually, I just bought this game right now, and I'm just getting back into gaming, and I'm hoping that there are people, there. Where, you have any tips for me? And the tips will be, yeah, go home, you big piece of suck, do newbie, I'm like, that was a good – I'm glad I spent $400 on that console and $60 on this game. That was that was a great experience. It, it would be in line with my first time playing Dungeons & Dragons, with a story that I will not – at summer camp, I will not tell the whole story, but I will – I've told the story to friends of mine who are really into D&D, usually when they've invited me to, like, play a game with them, and I will tell them the full story, and there is, like, eight seconds of silence, and they've just put, like, a sympathetic arm on, on over my shoulder and said, you're Dungeon Master – was such a jerk. He should not have done that. That was that was terrible.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Andy, do you want to read our last little bit for this? Uh, for this? Yeah. Okay. This this is this is
1: this <laughs> is, this is uh, something fun you can do with the Google Arts and Culture app. Or if you don't care about that, it will explain why you might be getting certain kinds of uh, images. <laughs> in your in your Instagram feeds and in your Twitter feeds, uh, Google Arts and Culture has added a new art transfer. They're calling it Art Transfer Camera app, uh, and so uh, you can take a picture with a with a camera within the app, or point this feature towards a picture you've already taken, and it will redo it in the style of a specific painting known to uh, Google Arts and Culture. Now this this is eye rollingly boring on some level because almost every you know scammy. Free to download, eighteen dollars a month subscription, like camera selfie app says, and we'll make we can make you look like a look like a Renoir and a Picasso, and it's it's not like that. It's actually a lot more. It is more sophisticated the way that I've tried it. It's not even necessarily just for selfies. A lot of these uh, art transfer uh, modes that I've used, it looks terrible on a human being, but if you put it on a landscape, it looks great. Or if you put it on like the, in my case, the collection of half drunk cans of seltzer and cables on my, on my desk. It makes it look really interesting. Uh, But also still
0: life. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Um, They haven't also, they, they've gone kind of deep catalogs. So it's not just Renoir and Van Gogh. It's like, here's a Mike Rothko color field painting. And I'm like, wow, what does this, what does the self portrait look like as a Mark Rothko? Those, those, those paintings where it's just like, here is a blurry rectangle of orange and then a narrow rectangle of like maroon. Mm -hmm. And then another Rick saying, again, what does a portrait look like in that mode? They got Kandinsky, Jean-Michel Basquiat. Uh, it's And also, it's not so much of here's a way to sort of while away your time, wasting time taking pictures. It's also here is some history about this painting that we are using. Mm-hmm. Here is how it was created and here's what the style means. So it's it's very much in line with Google Arts and Culture's brand, which is if you really – if you just want to use it to horse around while waiting for a bus – and look look at pieces of art that are kind of similar to other pieces of art, or take tours of museums, take tours of places uh, in virtual or just your desktop realm. It's great, but it does aim kind of higher than that. That you can accidentally learn some stuff uh, about the stuff that you're just using to pass the time with. So I liked it a lot.
0: This is a good time to to go in to go into a part of your brain that you've never gone before.
1: <laughs> Don't worry. You don't have to go into that that room where you've locked away all of your emotions. That's still very exactly. deep, deep down in the sub-basement we're talking about. Again, this is why you're distracting yourself from your true feelings.
0: Precisely. All righty. On to our next little bit. Andy, why don't you lead us off into this?
1: well it's it's exciting we didn't make a big deal of it at the, at the top because we wanted to save our enthusiasm for our episode 250 also
0: i'm really tired exactly it's understandably <laughs> listen i just just you know times times are sleepy
1: <laughs> so yes uh i didn't now uh, we've hit the magic 250 episodes it's Yay! which is a nice right, but yes the quarter century and uh, unfortunately um uh I'm not going to let's not make a big deal. This normally I would use this use this as an, ex, an excuse to go buy like a celebratory cake at the oh, local market that right. has a good bakery. That's
0: right. We um, usually do cake.
1: I will still I will still do that. Unfortunately, uh, there is the, this, of course the grocery store that I usually shop at is still open, but they have limited hours, so I could not get in there. But an out.
0: essential. Well, cake is essential.
1: Cake is essential. Sometimes more pretty freaking essential, but yes. Uh, so we've been doing 200. It, it is, I know it's an arbitrary number, and I don't blame you if you're one of those people who's like you know, 100 episode, 100, whatever, 100th anniversary is just a year, man. Okay, it is a year, but it's technically,
0: I, uh, it's five almost five years of episodes going on with material. Yeah, so that is a big deal.
1: The fact that we haven't been given the bums rush off the internet. Mm-hmm. Means that at least we are developing some sort of uh, value combination of value and at least determination and consistency. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I'm pretty I'm pretty pleased by this. Um, we should probably start off by uh, co- sharing the congratulations with uh, uh, founding co-hosts Russell Ivanovich and Yasmin yes. Uh I've, I'm the third, in the triumvirate, the the one that have, that the one that uh, see, the great thing about them leaving is that it's not as though there's some sort of a pay dispute or because I became so obsessed with uh, producing studio albums that I was destroying the live band that Russell and Yasmin and I originally founded and they left and discussed, it was because they had really, really great opportunities. Uh, Yasmin, of course, uh, left to left to work for Google. She appears to seem to be, every time I see her tweet, uh, she seems to be having a really, really great time. I uh, actually had a bookmark that uh, was in her Twitter feed a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and there's a link to it. Uh, so I'm going to quote her. Jokingly brought up an idea in a meeting. Director liked the idea, brought it up to the VP. VP likes the idea and wants to make it a thing.
0: That and, is awesome.
1: Yeah. And I'm, now I'm learning. Does she remember that I'm a journalist? Because if she's forgotten that, she if I ask her, she might tell me. But if she remembers I'm a journalist, she's definitely not going to tell me what it is. Because now I can I cannot think of anything else. But what did she suggest? She's a, she's basically uh, she's in charge. She works on I uh, still works on on the material team, uh, essentially making evangelizing and defining material. Uh, excuse me, uh, the uh, material design uh, and working with developers. So, I'm, but I, but I would not put it past her to say that to, to think that maybe there's a brand new app that only the wonderful mind of Yasmin Yevian could have come up with, and she was just wait, they're just waiting for like someone to arrive for a meeting, and she said, wouldn't it be great if we had an app like Google Photos, but it did this, and then now she's like vice president in charge of this thing. I would not put it past her.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's been great watching Yasmin's career, just as effectively to flower before (laughs) our eyes it's been I'm super proud of her and I just every time I see a tweet like that from her you know I see a little win I just get so I'm just so happy for her like I just I love to see my friends doing well like that that and especially right now like that is bringing me a lot of happiness so Yay,
1: Yasmeen. Yes, three cheers for Yasmeen. Uh, Russell left because uh, his <laughs> uh, pocket casts, you know, that he was uh, the, the part of uh, – Because he's way a, more
0: popular rep- than us. Let's be real. Well, he's
1: he's he's helping to build out the infrastructure – of joy on this planet in uh, mm. regards to Pocket Casts. Mm. Uh, you might remember that in 2018, uh, the company he founded with the, his partners, Pocket Cast, was acquired by a brand-new coalition in 2018 of broadcasters, including NPR, This American Life, and lots and lots of independent NPR stations. They look they, – because what, uh, uh, what uh, Shifty Jelly was doing with Pocket Cast wasn't mm-hmm. simply that, hey – People are creating podcast downloader apps for their phones. We can make one of those. It really was part of a – it seemed to be part of a design philosophy that this is the web – this is the modern web browser for audio, that this is how people are getting – get. Uh, there's going to be their viewpoint into information and entertainment and opinions and points of view, uh, and it can be so much bigger than just simply here is how to find – here's how click and clack the, the Habit Brothers old episodes come in, and it was – no no uh, no surprise that npr <laughs> and all these heavy hitters decided that hey that we want to we this his mission uh, their mission is in alignment with our mission so we want to be in business together mm-hmm. uh and uh, right i didn't see this news for some some reason i missed this this happened in march uh bbc uh invested in Pocketcasts, uh, BBC Studios, that is. Uh, and so there's uh, the press release said it's going to straighten strengthen that existing coalition and also enable cast to continue to enhance the app, which is absolutely great. Um, I, 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 I love Russell. Uh, I love his app. The fact that I continue to use it after God knows how many years, it's not because I like him and personally like him. It's because it. Could, every time I check That's out another of it app, part for me. <laughs> that, well, it is. It, there's a, just like just like you said. There's a satisfaction in seeing a friend do so well. Yeah, uh, it's my
0: friend Russell. I'm using yes. his app. Well, it's not just Russell's app. I mean, obviously, it's it's, there, a, it's, it's their a huge app. team, yes, absolutely. but
1: but but you know but you know what i mean uh, but yeah i continue to use it cuz it continues to be like the best podcast app it is so aligned with exactly what i want a, a podcast mm-hmm. app to do and the fact that uh there is so much ambition not only brought by its developers but also brought by its financial backers mm-hmm. uh, so there's not going to be a we you you worry about some sort of a meeting in which that Russell didn't know about, in which people he's never seen before are in the room already and he's told to close the door and pull the shades, and said that we feel as though we're leaving some money up op- on the table by not properly off by by not making use of the data that we could be collecting from our user from your users. And yeah, but that would be wrong. No, not by our, not from our perspective. That would be so monetarily right. So yes, I'm. I'm so glad that everything has been working so well, both as a user for, per, uh, selfishly as a user, and also as a friend of Russell's. Uh, that things have been going so extremely well for him.
0: Yay, Russell! <laughs>
1: Yay, yeah, Russell! Yay, yeah, Yasmeen. Thank you for, uh, thank you for all the episodes we did together. Uh, I miss
0: them. I get so happy when I get to interact with them on Twitter. It just feels like, oh, Yasmeen liked a tweet of mine. She's reading. She's reading me. <laughs> or the fact that Russell and I added finally added each other on like Nintendo, uh, on the Switch, and so <laughs> when I am playing Animal Crossing, he sometimes will log in. But he hasn't opened his island to me yet, so. <laughs> Russell, open your island to me. Okay. <laughs> That's. Uh, anyway, um, so this is episode 250, and usually we like to do some fun stuff when we have these special episodes, even though we're super tired, some of us.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm exhausted on several levels as well, even though I don't, yeah. I don't, I have not been run physically ragged with a baby, I'm. Mostly, yes. There's
0: well, as I have been run physically ragged with the baby on top of a bunch of other stuff. So yes. Andy and I are both very tired, <laughs> uh, but we're we're doing our best, which is yes, what we're doing every day. We're
1: hang, hanging, hanging um, in, hanging in, hanging on.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we want to talk, let's let's talk about the let's talk about the present and the future. Yes, um, okay. Few, I like let's, this. let's let's this talk a good. few things about Google.
0: This is our new year. I,
1: I thought that mm-hmm. I thought that would be interesting to. Just talk in general about what we think about Google. Not necessarily run through everything that they do, but areas in which we're satisfied, areas in which we're not satisfied. Um, and hopefully they will – now, I, 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 we should we should renew uh, something. Uh, Sundar Pichai, you know, read that uh, the uh, Google I.O. was canceled completely as opposed to being turned into a, uh, a virtualized thing. Uh, we extend our offer to Sundar that if he wants to deliver the keynote and all the announcements he was going to make as a guest on this show mm. as part of this collaborative spirit, we're willing to lend to him the audience uh, and the machinery of the material podcast so he can reach those people that he was intending to reach. We promise we won't be mean. like even if even if like we know that you can't get your hair cut you know and all that sort of stuff, we won't make fun of the hair. We're, we all have our own problems. I got, I certainly, God knows, got mine. This is not a video podcast. It's only audio. You won't even need to trim the beard. So that's, we just want to put that Although out Andy there.
0: and I will have to see you. So, which means you get to see my roots, which means you get to see my actual hair color. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> mm. I I do appreciate that you're bringing up the fact that uh, Google I/O was canceled because I was thinking around this time is when you and I would be getting all excited about what's to come. You know, I would have my hotel room all uh, picked out in Mountain View. I would be looking forward to like my time away. I was actually I was actually planning on leaving the family for a couple days. To go to Google I/O, and so part of me had a bit of um, trepidation because I was thinking, how am I going to be able to handle that time away from yeah. from Mona? I guess well now, now problem I don't get solved. to see what that's like. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily a problem. I think it was just more realizing why people say it is difficult to leave. Yeah. Anyway, sorry again. Getting very personal here, but yes, back to our Google scorecard. Um, what were we expecting to see from a keynote? Can I even wrap my head around it at this point? With everything yeah. else that that's filling up my head, you know what I mean? It would be.
1: It would have been weird to um, to have a, even the CEO of one of the most powerful, successful, and influential tech companies in the world pretend as though and now we are adding dinosaurs to our augmented reality app like really that's what that's what's important right now to you that's that's what you think was on our mind as we started this live stream that i'm just it just sickens me that can only get circus animals on my desktop but no but 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 things keep going the the, the world keeps spinning um yeah it was it's um i want i i would want to ask him about like the future of chrome because it's now the, the the Chrome browser has become, oof! It was launched with such fanfare, rightly so, and it was launched as here is this, here's, here is everything that is terrible about existing browsers. We're we're even going to commission a, a comic book to explain why the architecture mm-hmm. of this browser is and Scott so McCloud, different, right? Exactly yeah. uh, from understanding comics, uh, and and it was a solution to problems, and now. Uh, it was it went quickly where uh, Apple had the Apple had the success of the iPhone where it went from this gosh it is such a competitive market cell mm-hmm. phones that we'll be lucky if we get two percent of the market to going down to no they are the company that you can't compete against now uh, Google had that exact same thing with Chrome where it's like oh my God, they're really trying cr- to introduce a brand new browser to now the default even if you run Windows seems to be Chrome. But now uh, Chrome is uh, Chrome is known to be a resource hog. It's known to be kind of bloated.
0: Yeah, just look at your memory uh, panel. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs>
1: it's I, I have I, on ever, all my computers, particularly my Macs. I have a, I have Safari, which I r- retain in reserve, so that if my if I'm on deadline, something really needs to be done, like in the next half hour, and I don't have time for any spinning curses of any kind, I will force quit Chrome and launch Safari. Just to make sure that it's not dealing with these resources. Um, Also, it's not, no, it's um, the way that uh, the makers of other browsers are inflicting damage on Chrome is by saying our browser is way more stable. It is way more secure. There are far fewer bugs to it. And also, it is, we don't have any other agenda in our back pocket. We are not going, if we give you a quote, Ad blocker, unquote. It's not because we are trying to promote our own scheme of uh, of a purity test for ads that work for that help our ad business but don't help anybody else's. It's no, we regard all ads, including Google's ads, as the enemy. So now they they are in the Goliath position, and Goliath is kind of smelly and stinky, and he leaves his barbecue rib bones like everywhere instead of putting them nicely in a container. So that's. I don't. I don't think that much about Chrome or talk about it much. But this is the area in which uh, if there's a if there's an app that is ripe for revolution, uh, that Google does, that's a successful app that can be pulled down. I think it is Chrome.
0: I think this is a very timely thing to bring up. Um, also, I know I said we weren't talk about the pandemic. We're not talking about <laughs> it, but we are. Um, you know, I have heard from a couple of neighbors that they had to go out and buy an extra Chromebook because so many kids are, you know, uh, doing schooling at home. And because these schools are using Chromebooks, there are some nuances to the, to the operating system that don't necessarily allow for multiple users on the same machine, which can be difficult in a multi-child household. And especially, if you are going to a school that maybe doesn't send you home with the machine, maybe you, you, know, you can only use them at school or something, you know, of the sort. I just think it's interesting too that I've been watching a lot of tweets from parents complaining about the things that like Chrome for education is not doing very well. So bundle this in, bundle those, I guess, complaints in with the fact that Google tried to push a Chrome tablet on us and that didn't work at all either. And so now we're trying to figure out like this new form factor. I have talked about me looking forward to the surface duo. Like that's just something that seems really fun. I just played with the LG V60, which has um, this removable second screen and I can certainly see like what the future might be like for Android in that realm, but I'm having a hard time thinking about, well, Where is Chrome past just like a desktop, so to speak, operating system? Um, There's definitely – there's a lot of tweaking that needs to be done into it. And this is what is kind of the bummer about not having not even a virtual Google I.O. event because I would love for there to be just an addressing. Like I feel like there should be a state of the Google union and that they should just do it on YouTube as a YouTube Live and we should all just tune in and get to watch this. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, a lot. The, the my favorite parts of Google I O uh, used to be just the Q and As. Yeah, where it's just here's an open mic, here are, here's here's open door.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, if you do want to make fun of my hair, you are perfectly welcome to do so because mm-hmm. we're not screening people, and so that's where a lot of like real conversations seem to happen. And it also it's it's where uh, senior executives and uh, leaders of Google have to answer questions off the cuff. As opposed to I have – I'm prepared – we've prepared a statement about this uh, this future product or service. Here is the message that we want to stay on. It's – well, you have to off the cuff suddenly say that, well, the thing is um, wh- until I was 27, I used to part my hair in the middle. And that means that there's a cowlick that I can never really tame. So I started using this sort of uh, – I don't know if you call it a pomade. Again, it's not like he hasn't run this past 17 different people. Um, but, yeah, there's, there, there's a lot to deal with. Also, Chrome OS, I, don't, I, never, I never know how to, um, how to interpret the success of Chrome OS. Uh, I think that hmm. they, the, 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 the ground that they seem to have seized is uh, this is the perfect OS and the perfect hardware for people who want something that's practical and boring and cheap. Which is great because there are people who need a functional $250 or even sub $200 computer, and Chrome OS uh, laptops are exactly that. Um, it's, I think that it leaves Google with a problem of how do we, um, How do we grow Chrome OS and its capabilities without alienating the people who don't want to have to learn a new way of dealing with notifications? They don't want to have to deal with a new document manager. They don't care about our theories Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. how this will make uh, collaborative workspaces so much easier to manage. We just want to open up the lid of a laptop, have a web browser, type in where we want to go and go there. Or we want to go to Google Docs and get a doc. So it's – um, I, I, as as much as we can uh, speculate about how envious Apple has been about their uh, Google's success with Chromebooks and education and an enterprise as opposed to Apple's insistence over the past 10 years that the iPad is just as good as anything else, on the other hand, my goodness, you see where they've taken the iPad OS and what they've been doing with these devices and at least as people like us who sit outside of reality sometimes – and try to look towards the future. Boy, that's in, in, interesting and engaging. It's just that you want you want to make sure that your engineers are uh, are excited about what they're doing, uh, because uh, I it's otherwise it's like being a mechanic for a fleet of Ford Crown Victorias. It's like this is a practical car. The, the oil, the, if you change the oil, it works. The oil, the oil filter is a place where it's easy to get at. It's easy to maintain.
0: Are you a but, Ford guy? <laughs> is I, the I'm, not, no,
1: I'm not a Ford guy. I do. I will say that I've always liked, uh, I've always been attracted to fleet cars like the crown Victoria because for uh, number one, okay, I'll wrap. I know that we're going long, so I'll, 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 I won't i will make this into a 30 minute podcast episode about fleet cars, but number one, as uh, when it comes to cars, I am that person that I want to open up the lid. I want to see a web browser, and I want to do what I want. I want to get into the car. I want that car to start, whether it's 12 below or 100 degrees, and I okay. want to be able to drive that car 100 to 150 miles without worrying that it's going to break down. When it does break down or need service, I don't want to be told that, oh, they haven't made this part in 50 years and right. or – Oh, well, uh, it's your your serpentine belt is supposed to be replaced every 75,000 miles, and whoever designed this engine designed it so that you have to drop the entire engine to get at this part that's designed to be replaced, so it's going to cost you $4,000. I want to. I I want part the part of the product catalog of a, of a fleet a fleet vehicle is not to people like me. It's to the person who is buying like two thousand of these for like a company or for uh, for a rental car agency. They're saying that and your in house garage will be able to fix everything with just common hand tools for twenty seconds. But the other thing I like about it is that and I, and I've, I have friends who are real car people and they make fun of me for this. I like this. I like the design problem of a fleet vehicle where it's you every it, i i think it's very very easy for a designer to be told go nuts do whatever you want you don't have to design, it doesn't even have to be practical for the user it doesn't even have to be manufacturable if you decide that you want to design a home or mobile with like two passenger bubbles and 18 cup holders go ahead and do it i think it's very interesting when they say that here is here are our target are is going to be rental car companies it's going to be taxi fleets it's going to be uh, it's going to be police fleets, which means that if you put all kinds of like stupid body trim on it, that's just going to fall off and make the car look terrible. It has to be able to seat these people. It has to be easy to fix. So I, I think it's very – it's uh, nonetheless, they, they can't not be designers. So you give them limitations, they will still try to build the most elegant, the most beautiful, the most satisfying thing they can do under those limitations. And so as a result, I think there's a certain beauty to them. That is, that is, we're not going to put a, we're not going to put a fake, uh, a fake air scoop on it. We're not going to be put uh, like all this stuff on it that does nothing, but makes it look more expensive than it is. But that's, so that's, and, and also, and also I uh, will be more practical here. Uh, if they've made like this fleet vehicle for 12 years, it means that there's probably some police department or s- there's somebody who's selling a 5-year-old one for like $6,000 and it's easiest pie to get them fixed okay
0: i thought you were going to say there's if the police are using them then that's definitely a car that you can ram through a bunch of gates and get away and skate <laughs> um didn't y'all miss me and Andy <laughs> in our and our yellow card? um yes, exactly. uh, andy i feel i feel like there is just so much more that we could kind of look to the future for for google and i feel like maybe maybe we should maybe we should think about it in pieces because we don't have google io to look you know t- coming anytime soon i mean maybe google will surprise us with like oh look surprise we're gonna do a thing should be maybe cool. maybe, he's,
1: maybe he's gonna do like a house to house sort of thing where it's gonna be a uh, hi, I'm Sundar Pichai. Um, <laughs> i have got to stay here on the front doorstep, with is six feet away, and I'm just going to spend, if it's okay, the next 43 minutes explaining what... <laughs> also, do you know Mrs. Calvahatch across the street? Uh, because uh, I have 42 Westview Drive for her, but she moved and she doesn't seem to be home.
0: Convoy! <laughs> <I'm> just thinking <laughs> of that episode of Bart when he falls out on the well. Um, anyway, uh, and, you know, he gets that little... Anyway, um, <laughs> so we'll, we can
1: talk. We can talk about this in stages. You're very, very right. That's very, very smart.
0: Um, but I, I do think that we should, you know, because this is episode 250, and we are marking a point in time. So we kind of talked about in this episode, like what's been going on around us in the world. We mentioned it, even though we didn't make the episode completely about that or bring in news items about that. <laughs> what? Um, I really, you had made a note in our notes about talking about our own individual plans for the future. And I really like that because I feel like right now that's kind of all that I'm holding on to is what I'll be able to do in the future. Because I can't really plan for the right now except what am I going to eat and, you know, is my baby okay? Like that's kind of all that's on my mind on top of the other heavy things that are on my mind. (laughs) That's all I have room for. Uh so I'm looking forward to things. Um so in the short term, just to kind of start us off, I'm looking forward to taking my daughter to Golden Gate Park. Yay. And just sitting at yep. Golden Gate Park. Um what are you looking forward to, Andy? Uh in the sh-
1: <laughs> in the short term. Let's uh, my, do in the
0: short term first.
1: In in the short term, um that I'm this is uh, this is an unusual unusual situation for other reasons like my uh, my leg is finally nearly completely better. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I all, all that happened was I just pulled the hell out of a hamstring or something. Right. And it's I'm glad to take, hear
0: it's doing better yeah, by the way. It, it wasn't
1: like permanent damage, nothing that needed to be uh, surgically attended to. It was just going to take a big inflammation that was going to take a while for it to unwind. And also it was going to take me like – Adding the do daily stretches because my hamstrings had, were super 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 tight as you can imagine that's why this happened. Uh, but it went, but it's gone from in like the, the first time. It the first time I real <laughs> the first time I it, it wanted my hamstring was wanted to tell me that it was upset with my behavior to like not even be able to like get out of bed without feeling like i've been shot in the hip or something to now i don't need cr- i can walk around the house without needing crutches or anything mm-hmm. um walking around the neighborhood i will use one crutch or a cane just to remind myself that i still need to take it a little bit easy
0: take it easy uh huh yeah.
1: and uh and i fi- i finally last week like got the bike ready to go for the- my first i'm used to like putting on like maybe 10 miles uh, maybe 50 miles a week right, at minimum right. and I have not r- ridden it once since October so I'm getting re- so I'm looking forward to uh really getting to just uh do that sort of idle I don't know what I want to do but I want to get out of the house I think I'll just take a mm-hmm. bike ride have no real destination and just ride around Oh, started, yeah, that's yeah, right. that's 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 why I wonder. And unfortunately, I, I can still do that. <laughs> Again, I'm not. This is not, it's, fortunately, it's not a tandem bike, so I will not have somebody within six feet of me. So I can do that
0: <laughs> tandem bike with six feet. <laughs> uh, I'm just imagining it. It made me chuckle. Uh, <laughs> what about um, big picture? So I I guess I'm gonna start us off on this one. Um, big picture. I have been working a lot on my website, which might not, which at first I didn't really understand why I was doing this. I just had this inclination to, to do this for myself as this project. Um, and I've been working on my website for years, not four years, but for many years now. And So some people, they may be thinking, well, of course you need to have florencelion.com because that is where you can host the work you've worked on. That's where your bio is. It's, you know, it's indexed in Google search, that sort of thing. And like, you just, you kind of have to have your own space on the web. But adding to that, it made me realize how much I am sort of missing the grind not and I don't mean the grind in like that evil capitalist way of like I'm gonna I'm just gonna work and have no boundaries and work all the time and work 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 is my life what I mean to say is I miss the grind of um of what I do for a living like just really being into a story and you know um having a lot of thing having a lot of juggling a lot of plates and just sort of Feeling like oh I'm I'm being fulfilled creatively like through my work like I'm really enjoying the work that I'm doing and it's not to say that I haven't enjoyed the work I've been doing but um, when I got pregnant my life just sort of became like this is what it's about I got you know there was morning sickness and so I was dealing with that I was dealing all the changes of my body and part of the change that happened with that is my brain. I had to slow down so much and that was really hard for me. That's very hard thing for me to do. And so I kind of poured myself into this website after I had the baby because I wanted to work on something that I had control over without being worried, you know, having like an editor or somebody, you know, I could do this just on my own terms. And it's just now it's making me think about, um, all the things I want to do. And it's helped a lot. It's actually helped a lot with my confidence. Like just being able to, like I published a review today of the LG V60 and I, I wrote it and I edited it and I put together this whole layout and I made a style guide for the whole website. And so all these little things are just really helping. And so I guess what I'm looking at big picture is just hoping it'll take me to kind of my next major, uh, professional endeavor like that's where that's what I'm kind of looking forward to I'm just not quite sure what it is yet (laughs) you know what I mean not quite sure what it is yet but I I got I got a taste of it again and I was like oh yeah that's right I really like this I really like doing this so
1: (laughs) I think it's and I'm responding to you while also answering the question that the more the, the better you know yourself what makes yourself tick And just the general thing of what is my life's mission, Hmm. it it leads to two wonderful things happening. Number one, you become more emboldened to simply go out and explore and wander. Uh, As opposed to, I was told and my research told me that my pot of gold, whether it's actual wealth or happiness, is right here. And I went here and it wasn't there. What the hell, man? Whereas if you just... uh, If you are guiding yourself by here is what moves me, here's what interests me, and make that the compass for your adventure, you will find yourself someplace you had never planned to go to and you will recognize this thing that you were meant to do immediately. And that's worked for me uh, a bunch of times um, where the the difference between the the version of myself in my 20s where it was like here is the ladder. You are a freelance columnist a freelance contributor. Now you want to become like a contributing editor. And then maybe if this is working out with this, you want to become an editor of this and then blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you made it through my twenties and realizing that actually I don't want to be like, I'm defining myself as I want to be an editor someday, or I want to be mm-hmm. on this masthead of this. No, I don't. I just want, it's uh, later in life realizing that I won't, I won't talk about it because it's, I won't talk about what my mission in life is because it's something that's easy to under for me to understand impossible for me to explain but that but that really decides here's what i want to do for fun and i or excuse me too again as a nourishing thing for me to do whether it's Mm -hmm. pleasure or just feeling as though i'm making good use of my time um and that's that leads to good things if i find that uh when i i would not know how to uh apply for a job at npr When an opportunity to do one or two things for them popped up, I found that because of the work that I've been doing for the past X years, both career-wise and also the past three or four years specifically, when I kind of got frustrated with regular tech journalism and started saying, I want to really look into – I want to talk to people in government. I really want to talk to people who are in policy. I really want to understand all of this. I found myself accidentally in a really great – with a really great venue to talk about these things that interested me and that job at NP- at uh, Boston NPR would not be nearly as interesting had I not, again, done that sort of wandering right. myself. Uh, so in terms of like large format, uh, big picture stuff, and this was, this is going to sound a lot serious, more serious than, <laughs> than it is inside my head. But the, the, the older I get, and I assure you, I'm not old. I'm middle-aged, but I'm not old. Okay. I still don't get the senior discount at, at Dunkin' Donuts, and they you're they are very idiot. very liberal. They don't even ask. They will just get. They just gave my aunt the senior discount, and she was steamed about it. So I'm saying, <laughs> but but nonetheless, I just keep reminding. I the, the older I get, the more I realize that if you can work on empathy every single day, um, it makes every day a little bit more pleasurable. A little every day a little bit more valuable, and it le- leaves you in a state where you're able to make more satisfying. Uh, choices day to day in the future. And may I say that empathy uh, also includes self-empathy that uh, don't yes. get on you. So I, I'm saying that it means that when you, empathy means that when you see somebody in a store and their kid is just totally misbehaving and the parent is not doing anything about it, it's not my job to... it's not my job to say, to think, my God, what a horrible parent, what a horrible kid. She should be doing something. It's also not my job to think, well, let's think there's probably a good reason why that's happening. It is probably my job to realize that she's got her own stuff going on. This is none of my business. She's not hurting the kid. She's probably got her own stuff going on. And it really is mental bandwidth about judging other people is bandwidth that I could be using for my own purposes much, much better. Mm -hmm. But there's such a thing as self empathy. And that is like, if, Again, this would be a longer conversation that we don't need to have. But uh, after a really close friend of mine died, who was also a journalist, um, it really kind of put an underscore on some lack of satisfaction that I was having with my own work. And I took not even not an announced break. So I stopped working for certain people. It was just that I'm going to figure out why I don't like why certain parts Mm -hmm. of my job are have now become annoying and others have become offensive to me uh the non-self-empathetic response to that would have been oh for god's sakes you know you're lucky to have a job anyway a particular job that's as good as this don't complain about oh i don't enjoy what i'm doing well you know i think the person who puts 50 pound sacks of peat moss in the back of a pickup truck all day long in the summer you think that he or she enjoys what he's doing that's not a self-empathetic way of, of approaching no. this. You have the self-empathetic way is saying, "Okay, well that let's explore that. What what particular, you know, you, you the last time you did this, which is part of your job, it, you really came you really boarded your plane home feeling just in a bad mood. What do you think mm-hmm. caused that?" Mm-hmm. And then what are what are, do we have to do that? And if we have to do that, is there a way of doing that differently so that we're not quite as annoyed? Or mm-hmm. if it turns out that yes, it has to be as as horrible as that, Can we work on ways to have perspective on what we gain from having done that unpleasant stuff and sort of think of the, think of the, these hard and tedious and sometimes annoying things as a form of meditation that we're doing as a form of prayer that we're doing, giving our offerings, not necessarily to God, but just to existence that sometimes you do have to have that sort of lack of ego and accept that this is going to be what it is. That's what I keep trying to focus on because I'm. I'm. Uh, I don't know where I. I don't know where I picked up this corny expression. I think. That, I, I think I was young enough that I initially adopted it ironically. That I am but an imperfect vessel to, to hold the perfection of the universe. Uh,
0: oh wow, that's then, that's a heavy corny saying.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, and, and it turns out I, I bet it comes from like recovery or something. I, I truly don't know where it comes from. It might come from recovery because it is. Because the more you you let that marinate, the more it's like, you know what? There is perfection out there in the universe. I am an imperfect vessel with which to contain and hold it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so all I can do is do my best and try to you know, take as many steps forward as I possibly can. So that's a long-winded way of, of saying it. But I, have, I also have career goals. There are things I'd like to accomplish in the next two or three years. There are steps I'm taking to try to accomplish those things. Mm-hmm. But really, when it comes down to it, I want to be able to be a better person without judging and be a better, be a better person and not be a bad person to myself.
0: Yeah. I'm still working on that last part.
1: It's a, it's a daily task. You almost have to have a post-it note on the monitor. Say, treat yourself nice. (laughs) You, you owe yourself a lot.
0: I actually, my current desktop wallpaper, which I just uh, put is your, your ideas are worth pursuing. So I feel like mm-hmm. that's very much the realm of what's going on right now. Yeah. So um, we'll see.
1: That's very and before we before we go, I mean that's that's very very valuable. I mean I could uh, when when we go, it's actually on the desk behind me, and I won't I won't share it with the public because again it would be out of context, It wouldn't make any sense. But part of that process when I lost my friend and started thinking about bigger mm-hmm. picture stuff, um, I really did wind up uh, printing out signs for myself of things that whenever whenever a phrase or a way of expressing or a thought uh, on this larger subject Mm. occurred to me and i could oh wow that's true that is a really big important truth
0: power thought yeah
1: exactly i'm I'm going to make i'm going to put i'm going to make a sign for that on eight and a half by 11 piece, piece of paper uh A A as a way of growth, but also because I got lots of cool fonts and I kinda like designing (laughs) signs. And so yeah, and so and there's a little there was a little like clip on the wall where sometimes I would put one of them up so I could see them all the time. That stuff really does work uh, because talking to other people work, getting professional help if you need it also works. But sometimes you do have to be the administrator of the bafflingly complicated CPU inside your brain.
0: You have to. You have to be able to you have to be able to facilitate it from the inside. I mean, yeah. I, I, I hate to put it that way, but I mean, I mean, look, this is a really morbid thing that I say, but I say it to my friends, and for some reason, it always strikes a chord with them whenever we're talking about even like the most benign thing. But I always tell them, "Remember, you die alone." <laughs> and I know, yeah. I know that's really, it's really morbid. So thank you for everybody for accepting that I just said that. Uh, and for taking it, because um, for me it's kind of like a big, it's just a uh, an important uh, notion about how important it is for me to be able to facilitate these things for myself. Yeah. So because we anyway, there's we could go very deep into <laughs> the psychology of why I had to adopt that sort of. Uh, life uh life lesson. But anyway,
1: there is, again, once you you stumble upon truth, you can immediately recognize it for what it is.
0: It that's 100%. Um which is why we we're going to continue to pursue that material. Yes. Is we're going to continue to pursue the truth about this brand that we we love very much and I know that it sounds maybe silly in this age to talk about loving a brand um, and, you know, brands, 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 but Google's a pretty big part of the world. And um, I mean, just think about the fact that they got cited as being one of the biggest resources for finding out what is going on in the world. Yeah. You know, just trying not to say the whole thing. And so I think it's important that we continue to really, really look really look at this entity in our lives, this yeah. blanket entity that is Google.
1: And uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, and I,
1: I'll just finish by saying that, you know, this is why I love doing this podcast, particularly why I enjoy doing it with you, because we talked about a really, really sketchy reality show in Japan. <laughs> we talked about why we may or may not be buying headphones. And then by the end, we got into really, really deep life philosophy. Uh, and so that's why, uh, no, no one host of this show is better than any other, but I really think that it was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing when Russell approached you to, uh, come on to fill Yasmin's, uh, vacant seat. And I think it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that you're still around. And I look forward to the next 250 with you.
0: I look forward to the next 250 with you, Andy. And then by then I'll have a five-year-old. Sorry. <laughs> I just, listen, all I could do is think about her and now you're just going to. Hear me talk about her. So enjoy well, I, everyone. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> Again,
1: I, I, uh, I realized long ago territory. that I, I, although I would have been pleased to have children, enjoying the good part, being an uncle, <laughs> either genetically or just by friend relationships, right. you get most of the best parts. You get all the great pictures. You don't necessarily have to pick them up from county jail after <laughs> after <laughs> after after they after they bump into yes. a, a cop, cop car at age sixteen. So. And there's
0: a lot of projectile bodily fluids coming out yeah. your way. And yeah. so I do a lot more laundry than I used to. Um let's <laughs> put it that way. So your this next was I, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll save it for the next one. Um thank you everyone for tuning in to this special episode. I know it doesn't seem special because we kinda downplayed the two fifty part a little bit and you know, we we talked about the news, but I think I think this was a good way for Andy, you and I to come back together after my being away for a little bit and after us just kind of uh, m- trying to manage what's been happening in the last couple of weeks. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely, that's definitely. It's a, thing. a lot That's Yeah, it's a thing. It's just a thing that we've been dealing with. You know, some of us are eating a lot of cookies, some of us have sourdough starters, and <laughs> some of us are just talking into a microphone at our desk trying to figure out what it is that our brain is attempting to parse <laughs> so thanks for everybody for tuning in for that um and it hey if you want more of this you can actually subscribe to us and become a member let's not forget you could become a <laughs> member of the material podcast a subscribing member um, and if you want you can call yourself a founding member we'll allow you there to you say that we won't give you a card, though, for it. Uh, you go to relay.fm slash material, and we've got different tiers there. And remember that you're not just supporting us. You're also supporting the Relay FM family, and there's lots of, you know, this is a network of wonderful podcasts to tune into, especially right now. Maybe you're feeling a little stuck at home, and, well, why not have us in your ears? Um, Andy, what would you like to leave everybody with before we take off for the week?
1: Uh just that old that old phrase, another favorite favorite phrase that I thought was by Kurt Vonnegut, but turns out to be <laughs> by his son. He was but he was quoting his son in the book where I read it. Just remember that in times like these and every single day, we're all here to help each other get through this thing, no matter what it is.
0: I'm gonna leave it at that. Thank you, Andy. And until next week, everyone.